you have to make sure that you're creating a place where people belong, where they matter, and where they can be seen. I just think that that is that that's what's critical because because again that is what people are looking for and that's where the gospel but but we make the gospel tangible. Family, multiplication, restoration. I'm Dahadi Lewis. Join me, Noah Odom and Hayden Radner, as we come to you from Atlanta, St. Louis, and Las Vegas, as we seek to add value to your church planning journey. We'll have real-time, authentic conversations that are relevant to the life of the church planner and pastor. Join us as we hear from leaders of this movement from across North America and discover what it really takes to plant churches everywhere for everyone. The world tells us our differences should divide us. But the gospel, it has a different story. Our mission, our calling, His command, is a mission that unites every Christ follower in a way that stands out, a way that doesn't make sense to the world. Join us June 13th and 14th at SEND Conference to be refreshed and celebrate the church together on mission. A free event hosted by the International Mission Board and North American Mission Board of the Southern Baptist Convention. Learn more at sendconference.com. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the We Are Send Network podcast. I'm Noah Oldham, lead pastor of August Gate in St. Louis, joined by Dahadi Lewis, the lead pastor of Blueprint in Atlanta, and Hayden Ratner, the senior pastor of Walk Church in Las Vegas, Nevada. Brothers, we are back together after yes. a long, long absence. Good to be together, guys. Yeah. It is always good. Like I told men... The crew is back. We got Come we got all the point guard, the shooting guard, <laughs> yeah. the you know the small forward. Yeah. Like the you know Noah's the small we, forward we, we, we for back. sure. Back. Yeah. Dude, my dad. Nah, I'm the small forward. <laughs> I'm the slowest, and you know, how you know how to score. So I'm gonna put yeah. you in the shooting yeah, guard, and you know Noah be dishing out. He be, he's setting this yeah. up. I like that. Over. I like he's, that. He's the assist leader. So <laughs> yeah. yes. Does it feel weird to you guys that, you know, you, you guys are you guys carry the title lead pastor and then Noah says senior pastor for me? It makes me feel like makes me is that is, is the senior pastor label is that gone? Is that dead? Like should we Nah, man. Is that, you know, what is that? I was just going to say man, you little, you know, is this is this a part of like your it just shows your your upbringing. <laughs> Were you raised in the church? Were you raised in the church? I, I wasn't raised in the church. No, I this, I know that's yeah. why I said I knew you wasn't raised. So I'm trying to be like, where did you, you know, but Vance, is he a lead pastor or a senior yeah, pastor? Yeah, Vance is senior pastor at Hope Church. Shout out to Hope. I think I just, you mm -hmm. know, that's that's family. So I just I'm doing what I see, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's really funny. I I learned I learned the senior pastor growing up took on lead pastor because one of my church planting kind of mentors had that title. Uh, he then went to plant another church, and uh, he used to teach against the title senior pastor. He'd say, Jesus is the only senior pastor. And now that he's leading another church, he has the title senior, senior pastor. Yes. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, man, it's good. Hey, guys, today we're going to take on a subject that I think is relevant for every church, not only church plants, but every single church. And it's the subject of membership. Mm. Uh, it's been really cool. We've been getting a lot of people uh, sending in questions, feedback. And one of the questions that came in came specifically to Dahadi. Um, I think they got his like secret personal email somehow, but they sent him an email and said, hey, Dahadi, I'm wanting to know when should a church plant institute membership? Wow. When should a church plant institute membership? And I think wrapped up in that questions are all kinds of questions about membership. 
What is membership? Why have membership? Who are members? So I'd love, I'd love to tackle that today. First and foremost, let's just talk about that membership. What has been your journey of membership in your church? Dahadi, man, let's start with you. Well, Noah, first of all, I want you, I, I loved your gracious introduction. I mean, you guys, mm. for those of you who are listening right now are looking, um, I just, the real thing was, I didn't know how to answer the question. So I asked <laughs> these brothers to get on to help me and to, to, to spare, to spare me in um, answering this question. I like so I, I appreciate you brothers giving me some, some insight and getting my back. We got your back. We, um, we, got your back. Jump, we, as we jump into this topic now. Now, membership is one of those things I think for us at Blueprint is something that is, it's critical, you know, and, and really for us, you know, we always talk about this, this idea of family, but the church is not like family, but it is family. And so if the church is family, we just really wanted to know cl very clearly who is the family, mm -hmm. you know? And so when we talk about it, we talk about it just simply that, like that, when I go to my house, like there's probably going to be other kids in my house, other people in my house, but there's no distinction. There's no confusion of who I'm responsible for and who I'm not responsible for. But while the kids are in my house, I'm responsible for them. Yeah. But when they leave my house, I'm not responsible for them. You know, but when my kids are in my house, I'm responsible for them. But when my kids leave my house, I'm still responsible for them because they're family. Yeah. And I think that that was one of the foundational things of why we says we have to you know, have membership, we have to have clarity, you know, um, of who's family in there. And so that was something that we put on very early um, because it's a, it's about discipleship. It's about disciple making. And, and, and we need to be very clear of who we're committed to in terms of um, making disciples. So it's been in our DNA since the beginning. It's, you know, and um, something that we, we see as very important. Now it just has different iterations and what that has mean. And yeah, we'd love to get into that, you know, over the course of today's time. Yeah. What about you, Hayden? I know you, you were talking like you've had some different iterations of that and you guys are really even still in process after this yeah. last season of, of pandemic. Talk to us a little bit about that journey for you guys. Yeah. Well, our church is, is five and a half years old and yep, we're still in process. We're still shaping what our clear membership pathway looks like. Um, I love how Dr. Dahadi Lewis says it. He says a call to membership is a call to discipleship. And so at the end of the day, that's our primary calling, right, is to make disciples. We're not called to make church members. We're called to make disciples. And we, we, we believe one way to do that is by helping people become family members of the house, of the church. And so, you know, we've done various iterations of that. We've done like a two-step program, if you would, where it's like, you know, go to this dinner and then do this more formal meeting where we walk, we walk through our history and different things in our church. Then we did try to do just one main thing. Then we tried to do actually a weekend thing that we call growth track. And we still have some iteration of that, um, where every weekend we're giving an opportunity for people that are coming to, to church to go to a membership type class, if you would. Um, today, uh, since our church has been so mobile and we're meeting a warehouse and there's still a lot of setup and teardown component to that, um, we don't necessarily have a membership pathway that's active today. What we do do is we do a thing called the three-week challenge. So we say whenever we announce it every week in our welcome, we say, hey, if you're here for the first time, we'd love for you to take the three-week challenge and get to know us. We think it takes three weeks to be able to make a real decision on a church at minimum. 
And so after those three weeks, we say, hey, we pray it's our church. But if not, we'd love to help you find the a church where you can go, where you can grow. And we'd love to help you do that. And there's a lot of churches in the city. We're kingdom. Um, but we say, hey, here's some of who we are, mission, vision, values. Here's We, we use we language. This is who yeah. we are. And if you don't really vibe with who we are, well, that's okay. But you're going to struggle here. And so... Um, we let people make that decision for themselves. Do they want to call Walk Church home? And we just in, and try to engage them into the, the, the discipleship culture of our church. And that's where we're at today. That won't be where we always are, but we're excited about that. And people are getting connected and growing and we're yeah. leaning in. So how about you guys? No, I, ab or, I absolutely love yeah. that. I absolutely love the three-week challenge. I'm just like, I want to know more about that three week Come challenge. On. I mean, I just love the, and I don't, I mean, I don't know if you just kind of picked randomly three weeks, yeah. but like, I don't know if there's an art or a science to the three weeks, but yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's great. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. people come to us at the end of that and they say, man, we, this is our third week and this was the week we know this is our home. And then we wow. help get them connected from there at a next level. And sometimes they say, you know what, this is really neat, but not really our style. And then we say, what type of style are you looking for? Because there's these churches and we'd love to help you connect. And so, yeah. Mm. Anyways, keep, keep going. No, I know you're about to jump in. No, man. So, um, church membership has been a huge part of our, of our journey. We thought from the very beginning, membership was super important. Um, and so even in the DNA of our church and our founding, we just said like, who, who are members? Well, we wanted to know in our core team, who's journeying with us, who's committed with us. Well, that was this core team of people. And then who on our launch team is committed with us. And so we even did what we called our launch team covenant when it was about 30 people who is going to lock arms with us and say, at least for the next six months, we're going to be here. We're not going anywhere. We're not looking for jobs elsewhere. We're here. We're committed. So we knew we could depend on them and they could depend on us. Um, and then we established our church official church membership beyond that. That launch team, we just said it was the same documents. Do you want to continue? And we, we had the opportunity to bring on new members at that time. Because um, just as Dahadi said, I love that language. If I go back now, I would change it to family language because yeah. membership, the word membership's not in the Bible. And I think so many people get tripped up on membership. And so we have to often like negate it. This isn't your membership to the YMCA or the gym where you pay a little bit of money and show up when you want to and don't when you don't. Um, but instead, you are saying, we are the family. And I think that's been really important to us. Um, man, even this last this last season, how have you guys seen in this last season, how has your view of membership either solidified or or maybe changed uh, because of the pandemic and the transiency? What do you think? Well, I would um, say for us, it's really has focused our it kind of intensified it, I would say it that way. It has intensified our focus and all that. And I've shared it already on here before is, you know, like I said, we talked about we're family, right? The church is not like family. We are a family. But what we're switching is we're saying we're going from a family of members to a family of missionary disciple makers, mm -hmm. you know, because we want to determine like, what is our family about? And we are a family of missionary disciple makers because in this, in like we use the analogy, it's the same thing as, the being on a cruise ship versus being on a battleship. Wow. Like when you're on a cruise ship, and believe me, I love being on cruise ships. It's actually one of my favorite vacations. Oh. By the way, if anybody ever want to send me on a vacation, 
it's cruises. That's my thing. Whenever they get back, put back in. But <laughs> I love being on cruise ships, man. All the food you can eat, all the, like, it's just relaxing. You can't take your cell phone. You can't get in touch, you know, no internet. I mean, it's so relaxing. It's good, but you are there for your personal benefit, mm. your personal gain, right? You know, I actually have never been on a battleship, but I imagine the idea of like, you know, being on a battleship and, you know, you're there, you're not there for your personal comfort, your personal convenience, but you are there for a common goal. And, you know, and what's interesting is that I guarantee you the people after a week long on the battleship and a week long on a cruise ship, I guarantee the people on the battleship will be a lot more closer than the people on the cruise wow. ship, you know? And, and so what we're trying to do is that oftentimes we'll aim for community and we never or really get mission. But every time you aim for mission, you will get community, you will get family. And so that's really a big part of what we're doing. And so a big part of our shift, you know, over this COVID and during the COVID pandemic, and as we reach into this new normal, we said, hey, we're still family. We are still even more family, but we are not just a family of members. We are a family of missionary disciple makers. And so I think it's something that has really helped shape us as we kind of move into this new normal man that's wow. good that's good yeah i'm I'm gonna when this when this airs i'm gonna cut out just that part that dahadi just shared and really just double click on that bold it you know highlight send that out to our team such a good word yeah you know i think noah our my answer to that question is is still is, is still being shaped that chapter is still being written for mm. us you know we we have a little bit of that battleship mentality where we're trying to hold on right now. Um, we feel mm, like the momentum yeah. is good. Like we're seeing good upward trajectory. People are coming to know Jesus. People are getting baptized. People are excited to bring uh, their friends. But in this season, there, there also feels like, uh, you know, we're not sure exactly where our church is going to meet next month. And so um, we're, we're doing our best to keep people engaged and keep people in discipleship groups. And that's why, you know, one of the things we say oftentimes is that our, our small groups, we call them charge groups. Our charge groups are the heartbeat of our church. So we don't want, we, we say, hey, attending and serving and being a part of a group is not an option. It's an expectation. And we don't want that yeah. to be something that, you know, oh, maybe I'll do a group. Maybe I won't. No, no. It's expected for you to do a group if you really want to be a disciple, if you really want to be a part of this family. And don't just be a taker, be a bringer, you know, bring something show up, give something, share something. Yeah. And so, you know, I think in this season, we've, we've leaned into that that much more. We're still trying to figure out how to do that better with the online platforms as that's still a very real ministry of our church and how to have an online pathway for people to connect and really be a part of our family. And so, you know, I think my answer today is a little bit more of, man, we're in a shaping season. We're looking and learning mm. from a lot of different churches. We're tapping into churches yeah. that are doing it well. And we're hungry. We're saying, hey, what are you mm -hmm. guys doing? What software are you using? How often are you meeting? You know, and so I think at this stage for Walk Church, we're seeing who's doing membership really well and disciple making really well, collecting a lot of data. And I want to even encourage pastors and planters on here right now that there's grace for that. You know, they're like, you might not have it all together yet, and you still might be running. And I want to encourage you, keep running, but but it also keep your eye on how to get better, how to strengthen these ministries in your church. And, I, and they yeah. will get strengthened. Yeah, for sure. But I think the biggest thing I learned this last season um, is that membership is accountability. 
Like that's, mm-hmm. that's really what it comes down to. It's accountability for me as a pastor, as we were scattered and we're all online, who do I have the responsibility before God to make sure that they're checked in on, they're cared for, if they're isolated, that they have community. You know, some people um, were vulnerable and, and didn't want to be around anybody uh, even with masks for a long time, but they still needed to grow as a disciple. They still needed care. We couldn't say, well, um, if you don't want to show up to what we're doing, tough luck. We had to say, how do we create environments that everybody that is locked arms with us, that I'm responsible for, I'm accountable for, but also who am I make sure they're accountable? Like if I, if there's somebody I don't see for six months, I, are they accountable? Do they need to be held to that standard? Well, only if they're members. And so as Dahadi said, acknowledging who is family. And another thing that I learned in this, this last season is we were one of the first churches in our area to go back to public services with restrictions, but we were meeting in person. We had people from other churches that were coming. And so a lot of conversations of, are you just checking things out to have a place to worship in person? Or are you looking for a family to belong to? Mm. And that we wanted to make sure that, hey, and this opened back, back, this opens back up. If you're a part of a church, you need to go back to your church. You don't need to just like peace out and nobody know about that. Uh, and so th- that membership was really important in this last season for us. And now moving forward, it's helped us to clarify even stronger, what are we calling people to? And so when the, the year changed over from 2020 to 2021, all of our covenant members got this brand new sweatshirt. It's got a, a bison on it. Preached a sermon about running into the storm together, how the American bison, when it sees a storm coming, instead of retreating and hiding and scattering like most animals do, they together charge into the storm. And that's what we were going to make this year, that we're locking arms with all of our differences of opinions together. And so membership helped us to clarify and bring uh, accountability. Yeah, so... So my answer to that question of when, when should you institute membership? I would say as soon as you believe you need some sort of official accountability, whether that's your core team, your launch team, or your church at large, um, that's what membership is. It's accountability. What, what do you guys say? What would you add to that? What would you change in that? When should somebody establish institute membership? Good. Yeah, I would, I would agree with you. I think there's this ways to do that and, you know, and whether they call it a membership or not, like one of the things we talk about, whether it's in, you know, the cohorts that I've taught or that I that I do is just simply just saying, you know, when you're developing your core team, whether you call it members or whatever core team, the bottom line is, is that, you know, you need to have clear expectations that you are part of this core team if you're giving time, talent, treasure, right? Like, so it's like clearly you just always need to clearly define like are you in with us are you not like you don't want to leave just kind of keep people on the peripherals now how formal lies you need to do that is you know is up to the the planners but I do feel like you need to be very clear because what you're what you're saying is that because a responsibility to everyone is a responsibility to no one if you just say I'm just the church at large and everyone that's really means you're not responsible for anyone mm-hmm. but when you are very specific i think it's it's you you're basically creating boundaries and you know you know but i think a lot of times we have to get out of this kind of friends with benefits kind of mindset okay. you know people just are they're coming in and they're being a part of the church right. you know and they're there and they want all the benefits of it but they don't want to commit. There's no commitment. Right. And there's this, and that's that's what we have, this common law marriages mm. that are going on everywhere. And people, when it comes to being involved in the church, 
And I think as, so we just need to make sure as pastors that we're just clear, like regardless of what you call it, and it says there, I'm responsible for you and you're responsible for for me and for those that are in here. And, and I think that that is what's important. And so you use the word accountable, you know, so that's what I mean. There's like that idea of responsibility. It's good. Yeah. 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 Really good stuff, man. This is, this is what I'm talking about. You know, this is a prime episode for me as a practitioner, church planter, that's really putting a lot of the ingredients into our DNA for our relaunch of our new membership pathway. This is a helpful podcast for me. I'm in agreement with you, Noah, to have some of these workings from the beginning in place um, is going to be helpful in your disciple-making pathway. And I'll just add one caveat to that, and, and here it is. It's okay not to be married to it. So you might start yeah. with, hey, we're going to do it like Blueprint does it. We're going to do it like August Gate does it, right? And then you might see that your church culture and your church makeup, it doesn't fit right now because maybe you don't have a building or maybe people don't stay after or whatever that may look like. Um, and then you got to just say, okay, with our style and our church and our team in this season, what works so that we can make sure that we're getting people plugged in, we're closing up that back door while still keeping a, a, a wide front door. And, um, you know, that that's where we're at today. And, um, you know, I, th I think about Paul, right, when he writes to Timothy, he has this one little statement that's always just been intriguing for me. You guys probably could unpack it better. But he says somewhere along those, those later chapters, he says, and make sure for the widows that are truly widows, that you enroll them, you, you, you create a space on the on the role for them. I can't help but to think that he's probably referencing some form of membership there. And, mm -hmm. um, and, and creating an accountability to make sure that widows are being taken care of in the context right. of local church. And so, yeah, I think this That's is good. a great conversation for everybody to be thinking through. Yes. I know we got to wrap it up. Let me just end with this one yeah. thing that I would say this on top of that is that what, however you just decide how you're going to couch it, how you're going to term it, you have to make sure that you're creating a place where people belong where they matter mm. and the way they can be seen. So good. I just think that that is that that's what's critical because because again that is what people are looking for and that's where the gospel but but we make the gospel tangible. It's good. Hey, as we close up for for those who are thinking about membership, I would encourage you before the what and the when is the why. And so a couple books I'd recommend. The first is a smaller book. It's just called Church Membership. Nine Marks puts it out. And then Nine Marks of a Healthy Church. It's a little bit bigger, a little bit thicker there if you want to read. And then if you really want the beefy read, The Church and the Surprising Offense of God's Love. It's all about membership, Amen. accountability, um, even that that uh, buzzword church discipline that so many people think is a negative term. It gives us the why, why it matters. And I think if you read those, pastor, planter, you're going to come up with the best what of church membership for your context. Well, thank you guys for joining us for another episode of the We Are Send Network podcast. As always, if you want more information about church planting with the Send Network, you can text the words SEND NETWORK to 888 one, two, three, or you can check us out online at sendnetwork.com. Hit that subscribe button, share this podcast, send us ideas for future episodes. And until next time, we are Send Network. You have been listening to We Are Send Network, a resource of the North American Mission Movement. For more information about today's podcast and other relevant resources, visit sendnetwork.com.